Katie's trying to convince me to go in the hot tub. I don't understand when why you wouldn't go. When it's lightning and thunder probably out. You want to get me shocked? Yes. <laughs> no, it's not even l- thunder or lightning or raining right now. I have a hot tub and then when you get too hot, you jump into the pool. Are you insane? Why does that not sound appealing? Although I don't even think I have a bathing suit. Can I give a shout out um, to McDonald's? And this is not sponsored. I tried their fruit smoothie today and they're $2 small. A small one is $2 during the summer months. It was what really good. What flavor did you have? Strawberry banana. I had mango peach or something not too long ago and I didn't like it. Really? Okay, well, try strawberry banana because I liked it. Yeah, what did it taste like? Was it really sugary? Not really, because I don't like those. Because Tim's, in my opinion, the ones that the one that I tried at Tim's, maybe they've changed it since. I had like a strawberry raspberry one there. It was so sugary and so sweet. And they said that it was real fruit, but it almost tasted like it wasn't. You know those kind. This McDonald's one actually tasted like you blended up. You know when you get frozen fruit in a bag, it felt like you blended that up. It was so actually was really it good. Thick or thinner? It was a medium. It wasn't too thick and it wasn't too thin. (laughs) Okay, Ryan, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about how our generation, the millennial generation, isn't having sex. So (sighs) They're not having sex. Like, they're having sex, but the numbers are in. And basically, they're having less sex than ever. Sorry. They're having less sex than any other cohort of humans that have ever lived. And this is according to uh, an article that was in the National Post called Why Millennials Aren't Having Sex. And it was based on a podcast episode uh, by Tristan Hopper and it tackles sex lives of millennials. So we're going to talk about the different things that he actually was talking about with why he thinks millennials aren't having sex. So this episode is about sex and the lack thereof in the millennial generation. Exactly. Anyone and I, that is listening, give us a private DM. We won't share your info. Are you having a lot of sex? Are you a single person that is having a lot of sex? Or are you in a relationship not having a lot of sex? <laughs> so just start DMing us about your sex lives. That sounds great. You know what? Sex is such a taboo conversation. And I feel, this is my own personal thought, But when music videos and music itself started becoming very raunchy and very R-rated, for lack of better terms, we as a society immediately pulled back from talking about it because it became so sexualized and slightly inappropriate. Whereas if maybe we had eased into it, I mean, one minute we were watching, I don't even know a good example off the top of my head. And then the next minute we're watching Dirty by Christina Aguilera grind herself in barely any clothing that was a pretty good music video it, i love that i love that's a good song and that's a good Britney album Spears, i'm a slave for you it love went Britney. from really not much to everything so we refrained from talking about it became scared of the conversation you would come across as slutty you know if what? you engaged in that it's time to start talking about sex again you know what That's a really good point. Before we jump into like the different reasons that are mentioned in this article, that's a really good point because do you think that maybe, because you know, we're going to add our little Katie Jones and Ryan uh, insight into this. Do you think that maybe people are having less sex because we were so, it was so pushed on us? Like I feel like growing up, we were a generation that like sex was all around us Sex all the time. Sells. Like the images. And remember they had all these documentaries about what is going on with the world. Sex sells. Like everything. Blah, blah, blah. We were the generation of 
sex selling. But but meanwhile, we're the generation, according to this, that's having the least amount of sex. But you know what? Yeah, I think there is a correlation there. I think there is linkage. Because like, are we oversaturated with it? Is absolutely. My question I to mean, you. think about it. You hear um, the strictest parents have the craziest kids. You oh, know? When yes. you enforce a certain ideology or anything along those lines on a group or an individual, a lot of time retaliation comes from Interesting. that. So we were, yeah, music videos of half-naked women singing about sex. Like I said before, Britney Spears, when she was at the prime of her career, made a song, I'm a Slave for You. And Such if you a watch, good song. It's a great song, but at... Nine Which, years old, it might be a little detrimental. The whole music video is her in a bar with no AC, so they're sweating. <laughs> which, like you know, maybe you don't realize it at that age, but when you look back on it, yeah. Which obviously speaks to a certain amount of class. If you're at a place that can't even afford AC, and it's, a bunch it's of grungy. She was hipster before it was hipster was it, even a thing. Yeah, well, I don't know if I call her hipster. Well, like a but dive bar, isn't it, that a dive bar kind of like kind of grungy? No, I. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that a hipster. But besides the fact she has like nine or ten men sweating on her as she grinds singing "I'm a Slave for You," and I like Britney Spears. Sounds I'm like a my fan. Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it was it was a very different time for music. Women became very, very sexual and sang about it. Yeah, and now we still have it. I mean, we have the. Iggy Azaleas and the Cardi B's and the Nicki Minaj's that are all about literally their ass. Like, if I'm not even trying to sound like an old fart here. Literally, their whole thing is, look how big my ass is. Look how much I can shake it. Look how much money I have made based on how big my ass is and how much I can shake it. Like, I'm not trying to sound like my, you know, God rest his soul, kind of grumpy British uh, grandfather. But... At the root of it, that is what it has become. Anyways. Can I just cheers you? Yeah. Cheers. No, you got to hit the top of it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there you go. But Katie, this goes back to the whole idea of, yes, what you're saying is true. That like, you know, and it probably happened in our parents' generation too. There's a lot of artists out there in the mainstream media that are sexualizing themselves to sell records or to sell products or whatever. However, clearly there's there isn't a correlation because again, our generation according to this is having the least amount of sex. So it almost makes me wonder, do you feel and I kind of asked you this before, but I'm really wondering like specifically what your thoughts are on this. Do you think that it was so shoved in our face and show so oversaturated with sex all the time that we almost came became immune to it in a way yes I think not there's... immune to sex but just the desire and every it almost it almost seems like a fantasy to us like i don't know if i'm explaining it right no i i i do understand what you're saying and i do agree with you it became so normalized yes that it was almost non-desirable. That's like, what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, you can you can kind of get it anywhere. Really, a few clicks away. Yeah. I mean, you can watch it a few clicks away. Whatever Anytime you want. Anytime you have something at the tip of your fingers, we often want it less, right? Interesting. Like if you can have a bad analogy, but I'll throw it out anyways. If you have the money, or your parents have the money to get you a car. 
you probably don't want one as much as someone that's working their butt off minimum wage, putting in doubles, putting in extra money to buy that car because they have to work for it. It's like they always say, I don't know if this is appropriate for a podcast, but I'll say it anyways. And this is such a just generalization. I'm not even saying I agree with it. But they say the prettiest girls are the worst lays. Really? Is that a thing? That is an expression. Well, not an expression, but... But why is that? Because if you're so hot, let's just say as a woman, you know you're so good looking. Yeah. Maybe you have the best body, the nicest eyes, beautiful hair, you dress incredibly well. You don't need to be amazing in bed. You'll get there anyways. It is the... Really? Slightly maybe chubbier girls or the less attractive girls or whatever that can't just get it whenever they want i know we're talking about sex and we're really not trying to be inappropriate it's just it's truthful the prettiest girl at the party doesn't have to work to have friends it's the one that doesn't go noticed right away or maybe is noticed for not being noticeable that i bet you she's probably the funniest person in the wildest in bed but you know what okay this this is confusing to me though katie and i'm glad that we're having this discussion if that's the case, if according to this scenario where you said you're generalizing, if someone is less attractive and they have less sex, how does it make sense that they would be even better at it if because they're having less practice? Do you know what I mean? No. Just explain that to me. Okay. Well, I understand where you're coming from, from the practice aspect yeah. because yeah, practice makes perfect or, but there just has something to say. Like that's why you've seen a lot of movies. I know they're movies, but the really beautiful, popular people are usually kind of rude. But I, th- I think it's changing. I almost feel like now, at least from what I've seen in the younger generation, sometimes the like the good-looking people are the nice ones too. Because I know what you mean. We grew up in a generation where you're right in all the movies and all the TV shows. The popular, best-looking person was also the mean one. I almost think it's changing. I think it's changing too, and I would hope it is changing. Yeah. Because it's just, not attractive. How is that attractive to be mean? Yeah, but we're living in a world going back to the whole kind of sex discussion. We are living in such a fearful society now because we know that at any point you could be recorded, Snapchatted, videoed, put yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Nothing is private at yeah. all. And I'm not even talking about like celebrities. I'm just talking about your day to day. Let's say you were to get in a fight at a bar. Yeah. That's not how it was 30 years ago where two people have it out at a bar and, and it goes viral. Now it's you can't do anything well, that stands job. out without it going viral. And then they lose their job because then all of a sudden people find their LinkedIn. Absolutely. And then they find out where they work. And, you know, and sometimes I think that's a good thing because people have to be accountable. Absolutely. However, I think that in a lot of scenarios, you're right, where like people can't make mistakes anymore. We, we've seen it with celebrities for years. But now the everyday person, you can't make a mistake anymore no, you because you're because being it's, recorded. It's going to go up it's going to stay there you know like everything on the internet it's never going away yeah we are fearful now and i agree with you society and social media forces you to be accountable and hopefully make better decisions based on the fact that whatever you do you'll most likely be followed for it but you just can't do anything wrong anymore if you're not okay with accepting accepting the fact that you'll be followed for it or known for it. Well, you know, it's one Google search away from maybe not getting a job. 
if all of a sudden you're plastered over the internet for something like that. But I mean, I think that we digress a little bit. That could be it's a whole other topic. I want to mention one of the stats that are in this that is in this article. Yes, please tell me. One third of American men. This is according to research published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior. One third of American men, 18 to 29, didn't have sex once in all of 2018. One third? One third of American men aged 18 to 29 didn't have sex in 2018. Why though? Well, Does I, it give examples? We're going to go through some of the theories because this article in the National Post that's based on an episode of Everything Should Be Better, Tristan Hopper talks about some of his theories and we're, we're going to discuss our opinions on it um, of maybe some of the reasons why. But here's another stat. Nearly 60% of modern day teenagers are staying virgins until they graduate, which is a complete reversal. This is from the article of the 1990s when a majority of teenagers had had sex by prom night. And remember that was so pushed in the media. Now the younger generations, they're staying a virgin until they graduate and maybe losing their virginity in university. Well, also something that I think about when I hear these stats that are based in America is healthcare and southern views are much stronger than they are here so abortion is obviously not a favorite choice of handling the situation in some in some places in a lot of places and the other the other thing that goes off of that is i think people in the states and probably in canada too i mean i'm going to generalize here but a lot of people in the states you know and here um People are more scared than ever of getting pregnant now because of shows like 16 and Pregnant, Teen Mom, things like that. And they've gone through stats since the show's been airing. The teen pregnancy rate has dropped. Like and more than half. I think so, yeah. No, it has. And, and it's, it's one and of you're, those, But yeah. you're, you're right about those kind of reality shows that... Well, it's had an impact. Well, absolutely does. And you and I are both, you know, fans of that huge show. Fans. Oh, huge fans. I've been watching that show since it aired so katie even knew just as a sidetrack katie knew of some random series that i'd never heard of and i feel like i'm the biggest reality one of the biggest reality tv stars which probably katie stars, jones no sorry <laughs> fans <laughs> hey you never, world, you, you never know you never know that um, could be a good reality show ryan's world Ooh, it's like I like wayne's that. world but you would you would maybe be in a couple episodes um, I'd be the producer. <laughs> I would do you like voiceovers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you ever watch Love Island? Have you had the spicy pierogi pizza from Boston Pizza? No, but I did have, um, I think it's called uh, El Spicy or something. I forget what it's called. But anyways, I had it and it was pretty good. But again, it was $19 for a small. So <sighs> we're going to go to Boston Pizza after we record this you episode. You need to have the sp- spicy pierogi. Oh, we're going to get one. But we're, okay. we're digressing so much. But I know, what, what um, I was saying is that Katie saw a random a random season that only aired two episodes ever and then pulled it from the MTV website like a couple what, a couple years ago? No, months ago? not a, like months ago. Like okay. seven, eight months ago or something. And Katie knew of this. And I was like, Katie, there's no way. And Katie like Googles it and finds this whole, this whole storyline about how this MTV show, what was it called? It was called Pretty Little Mamas, yeah. and now it's um, Young Moms Club. Which I watch Young Moms Club, but I didn't know this whole background. Yeah, that that's, why, that's why I was, we won't digress much more, but why I was really annoyed when I saw the whole Young Moms Club, because having seen Pretty Little Mamas, I thought, first of all, 
Anyone that hasn't seen Pretty Little Mamas doesn't <laughs> realize how old this footage is. Anyone that's a reality television viewer understands that the content that they're watching is months old. Yeah. Because, you know, it takes that long, right? If you like reality TV, the most current thing you're going to watch is like the reunion because they'll tape it like three weeks before the season finale. But we all understand if I'm watching a reality show, it's from months ago. But yeah, this whole Pretty Little Mamas thing kind of pissed me off because if those viewers like yourself hadn't seen the original, they wouldn't even know that that content they're watching now is months old from a months old show, which means that this stuff that I'm watching is actually almost like two years old. Yeah. I find that deceitful and I don't understand why MTV didn't address well, it. Well, according to you, though, it was only a couple of scenes that they used, though, in this uh, new season. It was a lot of them. Really? It was oh, a lot. I thought it was lo- only two scenes. It was just the, the one character that wasn't in Pretty Little Mamas, that stuff is new. But the scene with the one girlfriend's boyfriend getting drunk at the birthday, the wow. scene of um, the one girl that has a husband, Tally, two kids, all those, like, they're... 95% of them are reused and I don't I am a massive MTV fan I always have been I've been watching the child anything from the challenge to Geordie Shore like represent yeah. mtv.co.uk I didn't understand why they didn't address it you created a show you had two episodes they were quite juicy you disappeared <laughs> you pulled them yeah. you said nothing yeah and then like almost a year later you got young mom's club like it was never brought up it was just, never brought up. I just love how, like, literally, maybe this is one of the reasons why millennials aren't having sex is our attention span is so short. <laughs> We're talking about millennials and sex, and we just went on a rant about reality shows, both of us. That's so true. So one of the reasons that they have listed in this article is millennials aren't getting married. Now, at first, I was like, what? I thought, like, people don't have sex once they get married or have sex less. Do you know what I mean? So they actually say that in the article. They're like, you know, say what you say will say about marriage, but uh, sorry, say what you will about sex after marriage. But getting married does indeed pack you into a house with someone who you'll probably get bored and have sex with once in a while. And it is kind of true is like we're pushing marriage even longer, which means we're maybe pushing cohabitating longer. And which means that maybe you're having less sex in general. What do you think about that? I mean, as someone not to get too personal, but you you live with your boyfriend. Do you think that if you lived if you do you think that if you didn't live with your boyfriend, you would be intimate as often? Too personal? Oh, whatever it is the Ryan and Katie's banter is this adulthood okay obviously if you are not in a private space with your partner as frequently as you could be if you live together then automatically the amount of intimacy most likely is going to decrease right yeah because you don't have that freedom my boyfriend and i live in our own home together it's just us and it's a home and so you know it's our space but I think that people have as much sex as they want to. If you want to be intimate with your person, your partner, your one night stand person or your boyfriend long term, whatever your situation is, if you want to be with them, you'll make it work. You'll make it happen. Yes, work and commitments and everything can get in the way of certain things, but truthfully, if you want something enough, you'll go and get it. Yeah, and that's if, a good point. If you're not having sex with your boyfriend or not having sex with your girlfriend or whatever, 
there's a reason. You can't blame external factors. Yeah, you don't live together. Okay, you'd make it work if you wanted it. But I do agree. Millennials are living in an age where it's very expensive and not guaranteed. Yeah, but how? how so how does that relate to I think it makes people... Sex? Maybe there's not the most extreme correlation between that and intimacy, but yeah. we spend a lot of money on school, a lot of time to not necessarily get the job we want. Then we have to go and seek other stuff i don't know it's just it's expensive the cost of living is is expensive that's why people are having less children now because it's unless you are crazy wealthy or you live in certain parts of the country speaking canada based yeah that are much cheaper it doesn't make sense anymore to live in toronto and have four kids that's just not feasible you know what that actually ties into the next point in the article about why millennials aren't having as much sex which is that too many millennials are living with their parents According to U.S. data, 15% of 25 to 35-year-olds are living with their folks. Uh, And that is nearly double the rate of early baby boomers. And that's a really good point because I've heard of people where they're dating and each person in the relationships live at their parents' place. And I feel like that kind of complicates things because how can you go over to someone's place if and have some fun if, you know, downstairs the mom's making dinner? Absolutely. That's a pretty big uh, turn off, buzz kill, however you want to put it. But I just think I'm a little bit more of an old soul. Anyone that knows me knows that about myself. And I feel like people, okay, I could be so wrong, but I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like the generation <laughs> that out, became Katie. before us, yeah. I could be totally wrong when I say this. And to be honest, this isn't even an educated opinion. This is just something I feel <laughs> Based on my parents and the people they hang out with that I know, I feel like the generation before us didn't really hesitate. They kind of went for things. There wasn't the social media influence. There wasn't the be an influencer or be really cool on your Instagram. There wasn't any of that. And I feel like they just went for what they wanted. Now I feel like we live in a world where it's more expensive. Yeah. There's more damage control you'll have to do if you mess up. That people are going for things that they want in the long run. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but like our parents, they wanted to go to that concert. They jumped in a car and they went. For us, you'd book it off months in advance. Yeah, you're right. If you couldn't get it, then you would... Try to get a coworker to cover it. You know, and it was... Maybe you can't go. I think we're a lot more responsible now, which isn't a bad thing. But before, like, especially if your parents celebrated the whole hippie years, it was, we're (laughs) out of here, we're gone. I mean, my mom, her parents went away on vacation for like a week. And when they came home, she had taken their TV and moved out at 18 and like, see you later. (laughs) That doesn't happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen ever anymore. I'm really not trying to generalize. We live in a very scared society with that, I think there's been a lot of progression with technology, healthcare. People get stuff done probably more quicker, quick, mm-hmm. quicker. But at the same time, we don't just get up and go for what we want on a whim anymore. We have Fair to enough. like have a plan and discuss it with so, others. Which maybe leads and- to less 
random hookups, which then leads to less sex. I see where you're going with this, right? See? Okay, fair enough. I've got a little bit of flow. Okay, there you go. Now, the next reason is dating apps. And it may not be the reason you'd expect because, you know, dating apps, you think, okay, well, people can meet up even quicker and have that random hookup, which means they're probably having more sex. But one of the things that they mentioned in this article is now people are so focused on appearance and how they look on dating apps that they almost catfish a person. But with their own pictures, they almost catfish the person and then they show up on the date. They don't look anything like the pictures. And then guess what? Nothing happens after the date which means less sex. So now people are meeting up with all these people from the dating apps and maybe not hooking up with them because their whole dating profile is one big catfish, one big lie in a way. And that's the thing. Like before social media, let's say, you know, you and I were our parents' age and I said to you, Ryan, I've got this guy I really want you to meet. I think you'd like him. I could just yeah. verbally tell you details. Okay, he's got brown hair and yeah. he likes soccer, whatever. Yeah. And then you meet up with him. Now and nowadays, you can even let's go back to Facebook. I know that's even becoming outdated, but you can find out their name, find out their cousins, find out where they go for social things, right. where they work, yeah. when did they last? Yeah, when did they leave their last job? Yeah. Um, if if you're one of those like Facebook stalkers, as they say, you can go deeper and deeper. By the time you sit down and have that dinner with that person, yeah. Don't you feel like a freaking idiot? You're like, I actually know everything about you. Yeah, it's so true. And of course, I don't know everything about you. But instead of just being told by my friend, we'd be a good match. I now know what your Aunt Susan looks like. I know when you graduated Western. I know when you first started growing your beard. I know if you do Movember. I know what your dog looks like. Like, what the hell? And so then you are supposed to go on this first date knowing nothing about one another. But when truthfully, there's a good chance both of you have a very good understanding of each other. <laughs> to me, that's just a, to me, that's just, I don't know, a recipe for disaster. Well, yeah, it kind of sets you up for like this weird society where everyone knows everything about you. And, you know, like that show you remember that show you that Liked we watched that show a and lot. literally he found out so much about her. And it, when we're watching it, it's funny because nothing's surprising. Like what we're watching is kind of like. I totally can see how he found out that she goes to yoga on Thursday afternoons or whatever. Because you know what? She probably posted a story about it. Or she probably posted a, a post yeah, about it. Thursday morning yogas make my whole week namaste. Yeah. There you go. So uh, there's two more things that they said are some of the reasons why millennials aren't having sex. And I just want to mention them to get our opinions on it before we wrap up this episode. No pun intended. Maybe a <laughs> bit of a pun intended. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. You this got it. You Mm -hmm. got it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what are they? Constant porn everywhere. So this is one of the things where basically, we kind of talked about this, but, you know, a few clicks away, you can get whatever you want on the internet, whatever fancies your, uh, (laughs) you can get whatever you want on the internet if you're having a moment where you're kind of feeling a little bit, you know. Well, yeah, porn is one click away. You don't have to prove your age. You don't have to... But you don't have to even meet up with someone to get off. Is that, is that bad to say? No, but that's the it's thing. It's true. You People don't. People used to say, oh, you know, I mean, there's a million and one ways why you start dating someone, but maybe, you know, I haven't like done that in a while yeah. and I'd really like to meet someone and yeah. 
then you're like, oh, okay, this is getting me excited. You go on somewhere like a porn website, you yeah. have an instant release, and yeah. then again, that goes in the back burner. Yes, you're you right. You go down, make dinner, you yeah. go to work. Yeah. Because you had your instant gratification, whereas social media has changed everything, and technology is never going to stop moving forward, so I'm not going to bag on social media because it's not going anywhere. But at the same time, it's made people a lot less persistent on chasing tangible things. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Have you done this before? You're maybe not feeling too good about yourself. So you find yourself on less good looking people's pages, making yourself feel a bit better. Or you really want to <laughs> eat healthy. So you go to healthy food pages. No. I don't really do either of those things, but I think I think I I think people do do that. Yeah, I, mean, I just don't really. Oh my do god, it. I I all of a sudden feel like I'm gonna live off avocado. So you go and like look at all these like healthy. You know, like Buzz or Buzz Tasty, whatever they are, videos. You love and, those videos. And then all of a sudden, you got your gratification, and then you go downstairs and get some chips. We're so different in that way, but I, I love it to hear another perspective. It's interesting because to tie into this, um, I know someone that he recently gave up watching porn, and he also gave up, like he he still you know pleasures himself but not as often like just more when the need arises naturally rather than it becoming a habit where it's like an everyday thing or multiple times a day or whatever and i i know of him who's done it and then i knew someone else that did it and they said that the experiences in person with someone was so much more gratifying and special after he stopped watching after it he as stopped much watching yeah. porn because then it's almost like you end up having that desire to be intimate with someone because you don't just do it off the internet. It makes it even more special when it actually happens and it actually makes you interact with people even more, uh, which is totally true because nowadays you can just go, it's the same with, same with the dating apps. You can just go on a dating app and swipe. So it's like when I've been off the dating apps before and I've been in an elevator or somewhere and there's a cute guy there. It's like, I know that I can't just find him on an app later. So I maybe will talk to him instead. In You seize the moment. Yeah. So it kind of ties into that. Now, the final reason that's listed in this article is millennials are super uptight. And the, the part of this that I loved about it was when they said that, um, la th this is what they say, last reasons millennials aren't having sex. They're all super uptight. That's right. I said it. While Generation X was making out to Thriller, we're too busy lecturing someone on Twitter about how the Little Mermaid is problematic. I couldn't agree with that more. It's so true. That basically ties into everything we discussed this yeah. episode. Because, yeah, we're too busy telling each other that this photo is too provocative and yeah. that tweet was too explicit. And, I'll, yeah, we're too busy telling each other off. We're too busy getting upset with random people on the internet like to the go comments. out and flirt. My boyfriend loves reading the comments because the he just thinks it's hilarious. He doesn't write any himself, but reading them, he just thinks, who takes the time to do this? Yeah. And then you see like the comment feuds. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous so is what it is. those are the reasons listed in this article. I'm wondering if any of our listeners have other reasons that they'd love to tell us. Feel free to DM us because we don't have all the answers. I mean, I do. Oh. <laughs> but all Ryan's right. still getting there. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any topic ideas or you want to be a guest on the show or if you just want to chat with us, DM us at isthisadulthood on Instagram or 
at ITA underscore podcast on Twitter. There's been more tweets, Katie Jones. I wish, I, like you. I, wish I officially follow now, but also, <laughs> this is our 21st episode, which means we wow. are now past the 20th mark, obviously. Pretty big deal. It is a big deal. So, um, yeah, let us know what you think about this episode. DM us your personal opinions on millennial and sex, and we will talk to you next week, I guess. All right. Bye. Bye.